Hello and welcome to another episode of Having a Chat. My name is Tommy Kasher, and today I'm chatting with Georgie Horgis from the Adelaide Thunderbirds. Georgie Horgis, mate, the best goal attack in Suncorp Super Netball this week. How's that sitting with you? I'm not sure about that, but um, yeah, it was good to get the win um, on the weekend and um, yeah, very exciting. <laughs> mate, Nissan Netpoint, um, superstar from your game on the weekend. Do you like look at that or, you know, did the girls mention that at training when they released like, you know, the Nissan Netpoint's team of the week and the fact that you were picked in the goal attack position? So obviously you're trying to stay humble, but technically you were the best goal attack statistically in the, in the uh, league this weekend. Uh, well, I guess we don't really sort of talk about it too much. Um, I guess the girls said, like, congrats and stuff like that. But um, we sort of don't go off that. We sort of just, I guess, like, because it's such a team sport, um, we don't really focus on those too much. But, um, yeah, the girls did congratulate me about that. So let's talk about the team performance then. First win uh, of the season on the weekend against the Vixens. The obvious question, how good was it to get that first win? Yeah, it was so good. Um, we've been, like, so close each week. We've had, like, really good quarters. Um, we just haven't had um, a game where we've had, we call that gold quarters, so good quarters for the whole game. So it was really good just to get over the line. And I think in that last quarter, we just piled on and um, really took the lead, I guess. So what did you learn from your game against the Lightning last weekend? Um, I guess that it's... Probably not going to always be pretty netball. Like, you sort of have to grind some quarters out. You're not just going to get bang, bang, bang into goal shooter. Um, so I think we just went, like, out of training. We just knew that um, we'd have to grind it out and just get every centre pass as many as possible. So I think we were just more patient with the ball and we weren't just looking for the specky plays all the time, I guess, yeah. Do you think it was your best team performance of the year? Um, I think, like, we still have a lot of things to improve on. We probably didn't start the game the best. Um, I think we just came out in the last quarter and just, I guess, <laughs> played better netball. So I think we have a lot more to improve on still. And just to get all those four quarters, winning all four quarters or three even, be ideal. Yeah. So you've been at the Thunderbirds for this is your second season now. So how does the team gel? Because obviously over the past couple of seasons, there's been a few changes. Have you girls now found that you're starting to gel together after a couple of seasons together? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, because it's my only my second season last year, I was a training partner. I think um, everyone gets along so well. Like, there's people from all around the world, but we just gel so well. And, like, we even friends out of netball, like, do things together, go and get coffee. So I think, yeah, it's a really good environment to be in. And, yeah, it feels very close. Now, I don't know if it was made a big deal of or anything internally, but last week against the Lightning in that last quarter, um, Shamira Sterling gave the girls a bit of a pump up and that got like broadcast when she said, uh, we both know that she swore. Is Shamira known for like being quite intense and like that generally on game day? Is she the one sort of pumping everyone up? She's actually like pretty quiet, I guess. But um, when she speaks, you know to listen because she always has something like good to say or um, pump you up. So um, yeah, she's not really too intense, but when she says stuff, it means means stuff yeah i saw that she had a dance after she was walking back um from accepting the channel nine player of the match so what are you like on the dance floor is shamira the one that we're all getting around on the dance floor and we're kind of learning from her 
Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't get out and dance for, I guess, against Shami. Um, the Jamaicans have um, a lot better moves than all of us Aussies. So, um, yeah, a lot better than us. So, uh, on the weekend, you were in the circle with uh, Joe Weston and Katie Andahaney. Someone of your height at 172, you kind of face goal defence and goalkeepers who are much taller than you every week. But they were talking about on the commentary that there was a 17-centimetre difference between you and Joe Weston. Obviously, you will do analysis on the play that you're coming up against. But knowing that they're all going to be taller than you, do you ever take it really into account how much taller than you they are? Or are you just like, well, they're going to be taller. I know I need to play my game. And, and if I play well, then that'll get the result. Yeah, I guess I don't really think about it too much. Like, obviously, I have to practice a few more things like stepping back on the shot um, and like fakes and stuff to get over the hands but I don't think because I've sort of been used to it my whole life I've always been the short one it doesn't phase me too much but I think like they did really well with hands over at the start of the game but I think just adapting to what I do um, is really important as well. So you mentioned they did it well at the start of the game KD actually KD and Dehaney rejected one of your shots early now does that what does that do to your confidence in the game? Um, it probably like at the time I was a bit annoyed, but I think it makes me um, even more determined to like get the next goal. Like I'll just do a step back, just change it up um, because you're like practice at a training. So you should be able to do it in the game. So Right. So your initial feeling to that is more annoyed than like you're losing confidence and you don't want to put up another shot. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Just annoyed. Um, and like, I know that cause I like train against Shamir and she's got really long arms. So I should be able to shoot over. Um, anyone you'd hope, <laughs> yeah. That's a really interesting mindset because I'd imagine that you could, you know, get nervous when you're out there and stuff, but you, I guess the way you just explained it, that, well, that's your job and you do it at training, so why shouldn't it be any different on a game day? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right, yeah. Okay, so Georgie, I want to talk about your name, Georgie Horges. It's a very fun name and it's very fun to say. <laughs> nicknames growing up, do we have any nicknames? Um... No, I don't like Georgie Porgy. Um, that was going to be my, my um, first guess. Yeah, or like Gorgeous Horgeous, that's what I get. Or, yeah, not really anything too much. Yeah, right. Kath Cox used that in commentary last year, didn't she? Gorgeous Horgeous. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, right. Do you still yeah. get Georgie Porgy? Um, not as much now, but when I was younger, yeah. That's a real kiddie nickname, isn't it? Georgie Porgy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, shit chat. How good is it? Um, mate, Maisie Nankerville, something I've noticed is that she swaps her headbands around. She goes like one week, it'll be like the really thin like shoelace one. And then the next week, it's a really fat, thick one. Do you know why she's changing? No, I actually didn't even notice. Like I knew she wore a headband, but yeah, I don't know. I'll ask her about that. Can you please ask her? Yeah. And I want to see if one week she can rock like a pink one. Because obviously that would go with your dress. Yeah. And I wonder... Um, so more on you though, Georgie. So Kangaroo Island, what was it like growing up out there? For those who don't know where Kangaroo Island is or what it is, can you just tell us a bit about it? So it's like about four hour drive from Adelaide. So I'd like travel up for state trainings and stuff like that. I'd travel four hours on the weekend and then go back. Um, and then I moved like up to Adelaide, um, in year 11 for school and like for netball obviously um but yeah playing netball over there was like I really enjoyed it because country netball is so much fun you just like go with the footy um you stay around all day like you coach your umpire 
Um, so, like, community is really good over there. Um, but then moving to Adelaide, this sort of what I had to do to be able to play higher-level netball. Um, so, yeah, I was really lucky that mum came up to Adelaide with me. Um, and then, yeah, so she's just moved back and now I'm living with some mates in Adelaide, which is, yeah, lots of fun. So you mentioned it's a four-hour drive. This might be a stupid question, but is it a, an actual island? Like, is there just a bridge that goes over to Adelaide or how does that work? <laughs> Yeah, so there's a boat as well. So you like drive oh, yeah, about right. three hours and then, yeah, an hour on the boat, um, which it can get pretty rough. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, wow, that would have been huge. So you moved in year 11, did you say, to Adelaide? Yeah. yeah. So is that the point where netball, like you'd been in the pathways, you'd played state champs and you'd kind of had conversations with people going, all right, I need to, you know, be in the thick of Adelaide to be able to make it to the next level? Yeah, pretty much. Like, that's sort of when I started, um, like, I played for Contacts um, Premier League. And then the year after that, that's when I sort of started training with the Thunderbirds just as, like, a pathway athlete. So, yeah, if I stayed on KI, I wouldn't have been able to do anything like I've done. Yeah, so very lucky. How huge is that, though, that your mum made the move with you to South, yeah, to Adelaide from Kangaroo Island and your dad stayed on Kangaroo Island? Yeah, so I was very lucky. He... So he was batching over there, so on his own most of the time. Um, and mum came up, which is um, really, like, selfless of them um, to do that because I was really – I'm not a very confident person, so um, they just wanted to come up and help me out, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I was very lucky for that. Um, and I also needed, like, driving around everywhere so I didn't have my <laughs> licence. <laughs> so that helped a lot as well, yeah. Mate, have you started to get more confident with, you know, the netball you're doing and the great things you're doing at the moment? Has that helped your confidence? Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm a lot more confident. Um, and even, like, doing these, like, interviews, I get really nervous. But um, I do love doing it. It's just, yeah, lots of fun. <laughs> Mate, I hope this isn't too nerve-wracking for you. We're just talking a bit of shit. I don't want yeah. you to be too worried. Um, so, hey, you're living with mates now in Adelaide? Yeah, yeah. So how are you finding settling in your second – obviously you were a training partner last year. How did you go at hub, in the hub last season? Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. Like I sort of haven't, hadn't lived out of home, so that was a new experience for me. Um, but I love like the weather, being in the sunny coast was so nice. Um, yeah, I always love the sunny weather. So was last year your first year out of school? Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Now when you – left Kangaroo Island and you went to South Australia in year 11, would you have imagined that the first year out of school, you were obviously a training partner, but then the hub happened, then you were became one of the 12, and now first year it could really happen, you've kind of got that contract? What does that mean to you? Yeah, it means a lot. Like, I didn't expect anything to happen so quick. Um, and even like last year being a training partner, I didn't even expect anything to happen. And COVID probably helped me in that sense, like, I wouldn't have probably got to go in the um, 10. Um, so that was lucky for me. Um, and, yeah, I just love it. So, yeah, very what, thankful. <laughs> what are your thoughts on – you know how there's been a bit of talk around um, the teams going to 12-player squads instead of 10? What are your thoughts on that? Would you like to see it go to 12? Um, yeah, I think it would be good, like, to get the younger people because I know, like, our training partners, they could definitely be um, in the 10 um, but I think having that A&L competition underneath that they don't have this year, I think that would have helped as well because then 
they have somewhere to go where now if you don't get a play on the weekend, you don't get to play any netball at all, which is kind of annoying. But, um, yeah, I think it'd be good for the younger ones coming up as well. Do any of your training partners, do they go back and play Premier League in South Australia if they don't? Yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, mate, Georgie, that's all i got for you. Thank you so much for your time. appreciate uh, you having a chat. No worries. Thank you very much. It was good. <laughs>